Season 1, Episode 20, Part 2, The Roundel Report. Or episode, whatever. <laughs> yeah, welcome back uh, to Part 2 of our uh, discussion. Parliamentary special. Our parliamentary special. <laughs> Not a lot of bigging it up, is there? Um, uh, yes, where well, we're discussing, obviously, the new Tory leader. Uh, we have been talking about, obviously, energy. And let's just sort of... A bit of background, because we never really covered who Liz Truss is. So we do know she served under three prime ministers since 2012, which I think was when she first became an MP. Um, most recent role, of course, uh, as a, a minister, yes. Uh, she most... was from the Lib Dem Party previously, though, wasn't she? She was a Liberal Democrat who, in 1994, she gave a speech calling for the abolition of the monarchy. That's probably what did for the Queen, you see. She took one look at her and went, that bitch wanted rid of me. And, uh, yeah. Maybe this trust did her in. Did her in. Could be. That'll be the, that'll be the conspiracy that if things go wrong. Seriously, I mean. <laughs> they'll be saying this. And then Liz, Truss, be... Liz Truss visits the Queen to gain royal assent. And the Queen dies. 48 hours later. Um, she was, of course, yes, but she not good, is it? That's not good. Doesn't look good. <laughs> like if there was to be like a there was to be like a police investigation She's... and you had given those facts. Yeah. Like, okay, so you One look at Truss and the Queen's off to the big Tupperware party in the sky. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, honestly, uh, I don't know, I think I could stomach meeting her in person, this Truss, really. You know I mean? May that day never happen. May that day never happen. But let's see who she is. So she was previously a uh, Lib Dem. Um, Previously a sort of supporter of and Great then, Britain's belonging to the EU, and then, and then she, waved the flag. And then, them. when she moved from Lim Deb, Lim, Lib Dems, Lim, Lim Deb, Lim when Deb. she moved from the <laughs> Lib Dems to the Conservative Party, yes, her father disowned her. Seriously, yeah. Oh dear, because he oh. couldn't believe that she that she had changed to become a Tory. Yeah, so she changed her views so drastically. Good. That's not good. She was loyal, of course, to Boris Johnson, um, right until the very bitter end, and actually paid tribute to uh, him in her acceptance speech, and which fell on really stony ground. Oh, did it fall on stony ground? It took there was there was about a, a real long silent period after she she'd sort of big old Boris it's like up. one of those slow claps, and then suddenly one person clapped. Uh, which I assume was probably Boris Johnson himself. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what What else? Obviously? She she recently described um, the the leader of the Welsh House as being a low-energy Jeremy Corbyn. She uh, suggested that we should ignore Nicola Sturgeon and that Macron and the French might be foes rather than friends. She was right um, about that, though, wasn't she? No, no, let's not. 
No, it's not. B. Macron is no friend of the UK. You must be joking if you think otherwise. Yeah, but the point is, he's no, he's no. He's sending migrants across the flipping North North Sea at every opportunity. Not sending how many, them. How many millions are we it's paying? Not slipping them a five. Yes, yes, there you go. Pretty much. Yeah, get on the boat. Pretty much. Oh, come on. Pretty much. Come on. How much are we paying for security out there? Well, I don't know. Millions, like twenty, twenty-five well, million. We paid. We apparently we've paid a hundred million for Rwanda not to take anybody because they haven't taken anybody yet. So that's cost us an arm and leg, and nobody's actually got on the plane and got off in Rwanda yet. No, is that going to? Is that actually going to happen now? Well, I don't because obviously now we have a new Home Secretary. Yes, because Pretty Patel resigned before she was sacked. <laughs> I like Pretty Patel. Oh no, she was disgusting. Um, we disagree. No, I can't stand her. Couldn't stand her. Good riddance. Good riddance to bad rubbish. An illegal immigrant, if they knew that their, that their option was to go to Rwanda, might think twice about coming here illegally. That's not a bad thing. But the way things are looking here, Rwanda might be a, a, a better option. No, but now they're talking about, there's another, Turkey? Is it Turkey? I don't know. But there, yeah, there, 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 there are other countries that they were looking to do uh, agreements with. with. Yeah, they could have picked somewhere nice. Yeah, Rwanda. <laughs> when have you ever been? So you don't know. Well, I, I don't think I'd want to go. It's not like we've it, all seen Hotel Rwanda, haven't we? Yeah, that was also a long time ago. It's not that long. It's long enough. It's not long enough. Not long enough to be sending boats full of people. And once they've got here, and rewarding them with a trip to Rwanda, you might think twice. You know, like so opening they're... a Reader's Digest letter. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. you're a winner of a trip to Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, she's gone anyway. Pretty awful, Patel. Um, um, she's she's forty-seven, of course, Liz Truss. Um, Desperately needs advice on her wardrobe choices. I think we've covered that. But is she one of the first prime um, ministers that doesn't have a family? I think she's got. Does she have like husband and wife? And yes, she's married. I think she? she has two children, which is a uh, a plus. Just to see if she was she, single. She doesn't want to tax the excess profits of energy companies, uh, which I mentioned earlier. How wonderful! She wants to cut corporation tax. Good. Um, which, okay, uh, I don't, on the plus, that's a plus, I don't think she did a bad job of her first face-off in PMQs, but I do get the impression from having watched it that people were, went easy on her. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, First day at school. First, first day at school. But certainly the next day, um, when she unveiled her plan to deal with the energy crisis, um, uh, it was a little bit more for one against her. Um, can she turn round what is now clearly, after 12 years in power, an ailing Tory government that is struggling for direction? And what about her mantra? Deliver, deliver, deliver. Shit. Our next job's going to be an Amazon driver. <laughs> I reckon, you know. I mean, really? 
I thought I was a bit lame. It, by the time she got to the third deliver, I was losing the will to live. I just thought it was a bit... Deliver us from evil. I mean... <sighs> it's going to be a disaster and that's that. You think? So you think... There, there's no government on the planet that can resolve the issues that we, that we face oh, well, over, over the next couple of years. Love, it's going to be. Uh, it doesn't matter who's in power, really. Our situation is relatively dire. It's know? not good. So it's just a question of how bad can things get. Well, let's go back to. We want to talk about how bad things can get. Let's go back to this whole thing of the price cap. And I mean, a lot of people don't understand what the actual price cap means. The price cap of two and a half thousand is it's a bit confusing it's a bit sort of contradictory because that two and a half thousand that she's sort of saying capping it up if you've got a four-bedroom house in victoria park that was costing you 1500 pound to heat last year it's not capped to two and a half thousand it's the unit price that is capped the therm price or the kilowatt price. Um, and then that figure of the cap is based on an average home's yeah. use. It's very important to remember, folks, because what is a lot home? of people are thinking that it's capped your price. At an average home level. At an average home house. level. It would be two and a half thousand pounds a year if her policy uh, becomes, you know, becomes the order of the day. Um, and the price cap at the moment, it's, as I said, it isn't a price cap. It's, a, it's about average homes and average usage. So the fact of the matter is, if you were using 1,500 quid before when the price cap was 1,200 uh, on an average home, the fact of the matter is you'll be paying like three and a half thousand quid, four thousand quid or more. Yeah. That's 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 a reality. So um there's that side of it. Is is and, and you mentioned something which I thought was quite interesting about um because I was using X amount of energy before and suddenly the energy companies have upped my direct debit by how many? Because of how? What kind of percentage? Three hundred percent. In my case, it was five hundred percent. Five hundred percent, which doesn't, you know, when you think about the price cap, doesn't relate. But of course, it relates to your energy usage, well, no, which is why. Bugged, no, well, in your particular case, not because they're bothered. Well, so the the issue is a lot of people who are who are on direct debits. Yeah. Um and had a fixed rate contract, therefore paying a fixed amount for gas and electricity on a 12 or 24 month. When that term is over, suddenly they're Yeah, or you choose to go to a different yeah. provider. But what happened, in, what, happened in, what happened in my case was that I was on a fixed rate. Everything was fine for a few months. An email came through saying, we will be assessing your energy usage and we'll, we, will pre, we, will, we, will, we will see whether or not 
we need to change your your estimated um, fixed price. I kept on passing um, meter readings yeah. as you're supposed to, and then I got another email a month later saying that my energy usage, their estimate, had gone up five hundred percent, and therefore my fixed rate, which was Let's call it fifty pounds. Your energy usage you got at five percent, or the amount of money five percent. The energy usage. Yeah. Oh well, that was clearly a mistake because you're not using five times more. Right. Because obviously, yeah, right, exactly. So I was like, hold on a second. I've gone from let's call it fifty pounds to two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. I've been sending you my meter readings. So what's the issue? They were like, well, we've been giving you, we've been doing estimates. So well, why are you? giving estimates when I've been providing you the information. So ah, so in other words, they haven't been working off your meter readings and you but haven't been questioning is, But, but this is a huge issue because this has now been reported to Ofgem, whereby thousands of people on direct debits who pay without looking at their bill, ah. all of a sudden are seeing their, their fixed rates ballooning Yes, well, of course, they're on a low fixed rate. But then they're wondering. The but, then the they're wonder, but then they're wondering why. Yeah. And then when they start to question the bills, the energy companies essentially saying, "Oh well, you know, the price of energy has gone up." I'm like, okay, but it hasn't gone up fucking five times, has it? No, exactly. I'm so what's this going on? And the, the result of the result essentially was is that two months worth of emails backwards and forwards, photographs of my meters. Um, previous energy um, readings sent in, I ended up getting a rebate of like eleven, twelve hundred pounds. But, but we still have the issue where they don't seem to be aware of what my actual usage is. The usage in terms of therms and kilowatt. Exactly. Okay. And they're 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 blind to the fact that I've been providing the data, but they just don't want to look at the Smoke data. Smoke mirrors. Um... It is happening to a lot of people, and I think and if this... you and if you find yourself in that situation, contact your energy supplier and harass them. Is the, right. is the only thing I can say. Yeah. You need to be on their case all the time, yeah. providing as, as much information as possible, so they so there is no way that they can deny that you're actually providing all the information right. necessary okay. for them to make an accurate reading of your usage. Well, you do. If they're looking at the meter readings, they've got an accurate... Uh, accurate. Uh... They have to actually input the data. Do you not do it online? It doesn't matter. Because when I do mine... It I, still has to get checked. I do it online. I get the thing comes back and it tells me... But this is not automated. It tells it's, me it's the not meter automated. readings and tells me the... But it's not automated. Someone still has to check. Ah. Just be careful. Because you don't want to well, get because you don't want to get stung by a huge bill and you don't know where it came from. No, no, no. And it's not that you be. can't pay. We pay on we pay on bill. I don't pay by direct debit. Um, yeah, we monitor usage. A very quick. Story. But I do see a lot of this replicated. The question: Why has my direct debit when it's the cap has gone up? Say, what is it? Fifty four percent, eighty four percent. And yet my direct debit I'll has tell gone you, up I'll tell 300%. You, I'll tell you a really quick story. Mm. A next-door neighbour... It's got bugger all to do with this trust, though. That's not the point. Next-door neighbour 
he had our a, podcast. He had, a, he, had, he had a water he had a water meter yes. installed. Yeah. Three months later, he gets a bill from Thames Water, twenty thousand pounds. Sorry, twenty thousand pounds. So my neighbour comes and he's like, "Look at this." So he shows me the letter, twenty thousand pound bill. He's like, "What well, is he running a tomato farm?" It's like, well, "We've got a fucking swimming pool." It's like, "What is this?" He gets on the phone, speaks to the lady. The lady's like, "Oh yeah, I see you've got quite a high bill." He's like, "Yeah, I really do." He's like, "I'd like to understand why." And she's like, "Oh well, you know, if that's what the meter's saying, you know, it's a meter. You know, oh, it, for f- you're on a you're on a smart meter. Oh, so if the smart no, meter, no, no. So if the smart meter says twenty thousand, that's what you've got to pay. Because they put the word smart in it. They deny there could be an issue. Essentially, with your this is essentially, the they Automate. threatened legal action unless he paid the bill in advance. He was like, "I'm not paying you a single penny, and you can take me to court." And then we'll see what happens. Well, it took six months. Even even bailiffs came yeah. to try and take to try no, and take I, his stuff. Hold on a second. All because the stupid smart meter was faulty. Well, of course it was faulty. I mean, any, anybody with half a brain, when suddenly you get a bill for twenty grand, most people don't have half a brain. And they're willing to try Clearly and take not. someone to court for it. Clearly not. I had an but issue. these things happen. That's what I, I had think. an issue 20 years ago in the flat I was renting. Remember, I used to rent a flat down in uh, Canary Wharf. And uh, I, I, I had a bill for £3,000 from British Gas uh, for gas there. And the threat to take me to court and cut me off and all the rest of it. And it took actually months for me to get the... The the uh, constantly ringing them up and the, the, the constantly getting these letters in the post and the threat of bailiffs and what have you. It took me a good three months of calling to persuade British Gas that it was uh, that there was an error. Not least since the Git building didn't have a gas supply at all. They were trying to do me for three and a half grand. How did you get a letter in the first place? Hello. Amazing, isn't it? You should have gone to court. It would have been hilarious. I, I mean, it just the incompetence. Your Honour, Your Honor. I actually don't have a gas supply. So, yeah, I mean, but uh, there is a big problem here. Because people are, uh, the, the energy company, this is why I'm for a windfall tax. Because it's clear to me, the energy companies full stop are, are really kind of taking advantage of this situation. Don't get me wrong, we all know the cost of energy has gone through the roof. But I do not see that it's right that the standing charge has gone through the roof with it. Um, I don't think that's helpful at this particular time. Um, I, neither do I think it's uh, right that it seems that as people's direct debits are changed, they're changed to account for a further rise that hasn't even happened yet. This is uh, one thing that's been very clear this last week or two, that um, the energy companies now, because they've made the cap once every three months, are allowed to kind of hedge. Yeah. So, oh, we think it'll be this in December. 
and thus ask for that in the direct debits now. So it's actually, um, it's a bit naughty. Um, and, and personally speaking, that's one of the reasons I don't pay by direct debit, even though it probably costs an extra £165 a year to pay do it that way. But I pay immediately. I give them the, the uh, meter readings on the day they ask for them. I get the bill online two days later. I pay online. So it's costing them nothing yeah. in terms of uh, uh, admin, uh, and, admin processing. and processing. So I think it's wholly wrong that you've got, uh, and nothing's been done about it. It's been long argued about the issue of um, whether it be uh, punishing people for not paying by direct debit or punishing people because they have top-up meters and they have to pay extra. They've already bought their energy. Why are they having to pay an inflated price? Um, it and seems that, that to me is, to be unfair. That affects the poorest section of society Correct. as well. And then you punish Correct. them even further. So I'm afraid I'm afraid when I go, you know, as I said, our main subject is, is Liz Truss's premiership. I'm afraid when I listened to her energy uh, strategy yesterday, um, I want would want to have heard her at least make a reference to dealing with that issue of uh, higher costs for people on prepaid, dealing with the punitive uh, issue uh, of punishment of people who pay on the bill rather than um, by direct debit. Yeah. Great. Uh, if they're paying via cheque and it's got to have a lot of administration and well, they're paying really. that, uh, I could see argument for, for adding 10 quid for the next bill. But if you're doing it online it and you're 10... doing it within a set number of Why days, does it cost £10 to process a cheque? Well, I'm being... I'm, facetious. I'm being a little facetious, yes. But the point is, it just highlights that there is no excuse for them to be punishing the poorest people in society uh, who, who have uh, top-up meters, and those who choose not to pay by direct debit are paying another £165 a year on average, uh, just seems to me to be wrong. And I would have liked to have heard a lot more about what they were going to do in terms of taking control uh, of how the country's energy is dealt with in this crisis. And quite frankly, I think there's a bloody good argument for nationalisation. Because if you're going to spend hundreds of billions bailing people out, you might as well spend the hundreds of billions and decouple the bloody lot from Bringing, the, it, bringing it back to public and, use. And bringing it back to public use. And there's no reason, sorry, but we all cast our minds back, and think, oh, when things were nationalised in the 1970s, look what happened. Well, we're not in the 1970s, although it might feel like it at the moment. There, there is no be, reason to suggest that these be, companies can't be run at a profit. There should be there should be no profit motive anywhere. Is that the whole point? Well, it is the whole point. But if you want to run it according to, to you know, allow it to be profitable and plough the profits back into either energy security or the public coffers to fund other things. But to borrow money which is what she's proposing to do. And then giving it to energy firms. Essentially. Giving it to energy firms to pay out in dividends. It's nonsense, isn't uh, it? To saddle future generations with yet more debt 
and also at a time when this country is going to be paying more to service its debt because of uh, pound dropping and the rise of interest rates and inflation, just seems to me to be, uh, well, how can I put it, uh, economically illiterate. Well, they were saying two days ago the pound against the dollar was the lowest level since 1985. Mm. So essentially we've digressed 35 years. Well done. Well done, Tory well done, party. Well done. well done, Tory government for the, making it. Which it's is not the Tory party. They've made fault. a lot of bad calls over Tory. Austerity was a bad call. Uh, you know, frankly, um, uh, just about everything. Austerity is. meant less debt. That's not a bad thing. And now we're going the other way. Where we're saying forget austerity. Let's blow a wad. But austerity has still been imposed upon certain sectors of the working population that have resulted now, after where we are at the moment, in, in large parts of the British workforce, whether it be barristers, whether it be postal workers, whether it be NHS workers, whether it be cleaners, whether it be, you, you name it, they're all going, hang on a minute, uh, we're being clouded again. And this is part of why we're in this state. NH, of NHS, workers, NHS workers are well paid. No, they're not. Yes, they really are. Technically, if you account for inflation, the issue, they're, they're paid less now accounting for inflation than they were in 2010. The issue, How is that The issue is that the size of the NHS is so large that its costs has ballooned. The NHS shouldn't be such a megalithic thing, which no, is the main issue. The issue. government is too big. The NHS is too no, big. No, 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 that's not, that's the not, public not. sector essentially is too big. The size of the NHS isn't a tissue the public, here. It's, it the, it's the size of the British public that have put pressure on the NHS is the problem. It is the fact that we run an NHS system or a health system in this country that doesn't put prevention and good education first while we've got... We only spoke about it in part one. Well, so what Somebody are we like Theresa Coffey what are we as an example to public health. But then what are we spending... Uh, the, what are we spending... The cigars the making lardos. What are we spending the money on then? So then, for then, you make, then you're, making, you're making the point for me. I'm making the, the point the, the, that the nation's health is Simon. the nation's health and we can do the, so much more to prevent the... That's not the point, the preventative Simon. to save money. In All the, the money that's being spent on the NHS, if it isn't actually doing any good, means that it's bloated. You've got to have a health system. You've got to, well, it needs pairing. But the, you've got to health, have a health system that works. And a health system that works has to be well-funded. We do, it does come out of our pocket, but what is clear is that the NHS, obviously notwithstanding COVID, is overworked because we don't have a good preventative health education in this country. And, you know, we've got millions of people wandering around with type 2 diabetes, millions of people. uh, That's a societal issue. Exactly. It's got, nothing, it's got nothing to do with the NHS. If you want the burden of the NHS to be less, 
you've got to deal with the other issues too, including social care. So you're not having old people blocking the beds because they've got nowhere to go and they can't be going home because it's not safe for them. You've got a whole bundle of issues that need, instead of just tinkering around at the edges, need a proper plan, as with the energy. So no good just tinkering around the energies, uh, around the edges. This government, Liz Truss and her cabinet, need to have a 10, 15, 20 year plus plan. Not That's not how government works. Moving the deck chairs around on the bloody Titanic. That's not how politics works, unfortunately, does it? Well, no, there is no, there is no 20 But she had an opportunity to, to, to uh, take she, a step here. She has and a two-year plan. She's, tip, she's tiptoeing. Like you said, the next election is in 2024. Well, Therefore, her plan I is two years. I don't believe her when she says yeah, okay. 2024. Fine. But therefore, her plan is maximum two years. Yeah. That's her strategy. Yeah. Is where will we where will we be in two years' time? Yeah, it's not as it's and will not, be. She still be wearing that fucking awful purple dress. Yeah, but it's not a where a where will the country be in a decade or in two decades or by twenty thirty yeah. or twenty fifty because she's not going to be around enough. She won't be there to 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 manage the thing, to to manage the country. Well, the rate she's going, I I I think she's actually a bit of a gum tree already because. One thing of a new prime minister is they kind of want to hold and um, control the narrative in the first few weeks of their premiership. And of course, uh, notwithstanding the fact that the, the, you know, um, of course the Queen has passed on and that has kind of taken all that away from her in an instant. I mean, today's papers have nothing else in them other than the Queen's uh, passing. So this is what um, was in the Metro. So, yes. I mean, that's... The uh, front page of the Metro. There we go. And essentially the entire paper. Yeah. Can you there's see it. that? There, there we, go. we go. There we go. Not that we do a bit of advertising for you, but not even the crossword was left. Literally... You know, I've got a shot of my pencil this morning to do the from, crossword over my coffee. From front to back. And it was not there. Um, and so this is a problem. This is a problem for her because she's, uh, the country is all very well uh, mourning the passing of Her Majesty. Yeah, so be it. Um, but the fact of the matter is um, things need to be got on with. And uh, any further delay after the delay of the Tory party campaign leadership campaign is kind of um is a bit awkward because really they need to have a decisive plan can and we finish, can we finish the, this topic now it's the boring. one that's come up is not so there we have it simply do we think she's going to make a success of it no or do you think do we think she is going to be toast at the next election or do you think she will end up being toast before 2024? She's a Theresa May part two. There we go. But without the kitten heels. On that, I think we went easy on her today, really. 
Well, energy is more important, quite frankly. Yes. Our, these are things that affect us yeah. directly. Because if she doesn't deal with this properly, a plan to look after businesses for six months, please. Most of those businesses are going to be paying extraordinary, 150% more, even under her plan, than they were paying three months ago. Many have said that they're going to close down. And I do not see how the hospitality industry and lots of other industries can survive a 150% rise in energy costs if their energy... No, but they uh, can't. They if can't. their energy side is they the biggest can't. part of their business, even Simon, passing that on to the public, even, even pubs have said that their pints might go to fifteen, twenty pounds. Exactly. If it they have cannot to pass on it, happen. Yeah, it's impossible because people cannot pay for it. So the bottom line to this is um, the high street will be dead within three months. I agree. If we continue down this road, I agree. So. We're if people are fairly worried, saying yeah. that her, her energy policy is bollocks, frankly. Most people are going to shut up shop yeah. and find and at least wait to see what happens in the winter and see what those energy bills look like. Because no one... Well, they're getting quoted be, forward, don't the companies? I mean, but no one's going to be spending money for Christmas, yeah. you know, in fear that there might be a huge bill coming down the line I'm seeing, for electricity I'm and gas. I'm seeing stories of companies that normally pay about £20,000, £25,000 a year for their energy. They had a Chinese takeaway on there last night. And now they want over... Oh, the, the amounts are just eye-wateringly big. Um, which, um, because they're energy-intensive businesses, there is no way that they could pass it on to the consumer. Because, you know, it just wouldn't work it just is so I, I just see that it's uh, everything that i'm seeing so far tells me that she just hasn't got a grip or the first sense of how serious a corner that britain is in so on that lovely positive note uh chin up folks um yeah. Get your onesies out and have a good day. Bye, everyone.